That is my message title this morning. It comes from the second statement in Matthew 28, which is, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. We worship on Sunday because of that statement. There's nothing wrong with the Sabbath day. You can worship God any day, and I hope you worship Him every day. But we gather together in corporate worship on the first day because the resurrection happened on the first day of the week. And from the book of Acts on, it was the custom of the church to do that because of the great victory that our Lord wrought through the resurrection. The previous chapter of Matthew, number 27, ends with the sealing of the sepulcher, the sealing of the stone, and the setting of the watch. Now that simply means that there was a mark put on that stone that no one was to tamper with the seal of the Roman Empire. And there was a guard placed at the tomb, and that's interesting to me, that you would have to guard a cemetery. But such was the case, because there was a rumor around that this fellow called the Nazarene had said that on the third day he would rise again. They wanted to make sure he stayed inside. It was Friday when the seal was placed and the watch was set. A discouraged band of disciples considered their future without their leader, and they did it behind locked doors for fear. They were not too excited about the prospect of crucifixion or having their heads cut off. So in fear, they met. Now, friends, on this Easter day, it is good for us to remember that the gospel of redemption in the New Testament centers in a cross and is bathed in the blood of martyrs. The history of the church and her witness is charred by the flames of persecution. Yet, its theme from the beginning to end is one of triumphant joy. A whole story starts with an angelic chorus and moves to the pealing thunders of praise around the throne of God in the Revelation. And everywhere in between, the good news is He lives and joy to all men. That's what makes Christianity so remarkable. There's no sadness to it. It's life. It's joy. It's good news. Therefore, this morning, from this pulpit, there is a shout of triumph. Christ has walked past the funeral to invite us to a feast. In the Revelation, it is known as the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
That is what our goal should be. And it's possible because Sunday dawn, Jesus had one greeting that he used over and over again while he was here. In Matthew 9, verse 2, he spoke to a paralytic man, and he said to him, Be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. He was not only forgiven, but he was healed. In Mark 6, verse 50, Jesus came walking on the Sea of Galilee, and through the mist, the disciples saw this figure and were afraid. And Jesus said, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. In John 16, 33, he said, In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. It's Easter. Then came Sunday, be of good cheer. You have hope today. There is the shout of victory pealing across the whole world today. He lives as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. They came to the sepulcher and found it empty. There are two points to my message. Number one, it was Friday, and number two, then came Sunday. In the chapters preceding our reading this morning, you will find the account of Friday. They stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. It was Friday. He was naked before his accusers and then the robe of mockery put on his shoulders. It was Friday. They plaited a crown of thorns, which is the first mentioned part of his suffering, and put it upon his head. It was Friday. Those thorns ate their way into his brow, and the blood trickled down his face. Then they put a reed, translated a cane in his right hand, the hand of authority and power. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! It was Friday. I want you to picture it today. The mighty Son of God, the creator of heaven and earth, able to do anything. All he had to do was speak the word. And here he is mocked, not only by word, but by sign and by gesture. It was Friday. They spit upon him and took the cane and smote him on the head. It was Friday. 
Have you ever been spit upon? It was not just one who spit upon him, the whole multitude found it convenient to come near and spit upon him. The word we have for that today is gross. It was gross. The spittle of hundreds trickled from his hair and his beard and his garment. And then they took that cane and hit him in the head with the cane. A lot of fun. It was Friday. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him, so he's naked again, and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. It was Friday. They had put 39 lashes on his back, which ripped the flesh completely off from one shoulder to the other. And on that bleeding back, they placed the rugged cross. And up the Via Della Rosa, the narrow passageway to Calvary, he drug his own cross. And they spit upon him some more and slapped him some more. It was Friday. And then when they got to the hill of Calvary, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. It was Friday. I can see them spitting into the bucket and holding it up to him to help him in his time of thirst. It was Friday. They that passed by reviled him, and that word interested me. I thought I knew the meaning of it, but I wanted to check. And I found two basic meanings of the word reviled, which helped me to understand Friday. It means they insulted him, and they hurled abuse at him. And then the word says, wagging their heads. Here he is, the Son of God, with power, hearing the insults, the abuse, and wagging their heads as if to say, what's the matter with you, man? Whoever told you that you were God, that you were a king, they insulted him and abused him with their words and wagged their heads. Yes, sir, it was Friday. Then they shouted, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come on down from the cross. It was Friday. The song says he could have called 10,000 angels, but he died alone for you and me, and it pays to remember that. He had all the hosts of heaven at his control. But he didn't say a word. And the crowd shouted, 
If you be the Christ, then come on down. What control it took for Jesus Christ on that Friday to stay where he was. Now, the scripture says, likewise, the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and the elders said, he saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. It was Friday. It's one thing to have the crowd passing by say, if you be Christ, come on down. It's another thing to have the leaders of the temple and the elders of Israel shouting, if you be the Christ, come on down, and then we will believe you, but not before. Oh, what control on that Friday it took for Jesus to stay where he was. And then, if that were not enough, the two thieves, one on the right and one on the left, who deserved to be there where they were, got into the act. It says they also reviled him in the same way. In other words, they insulted him and hurled abuse at him in the same way. What right did they have to do that? They were thieves and murderers. He was a savior. But it was Friday. Then it says there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. It was Friday. It's always dark on Friday. Then there was heard from his lips a cry. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, the one who had sat with him in creation and had agreed with him in the plan of redemption, turned his back on Friday. And for the first time in history, Jesus Christ felt sin. He felt your adultery. He felt your lying, and he felt your stealing, and he felt your crookedness. He felt your bitterness. And he let it all come in until it went through his whole body. He felt the anguish of sin for the whole world. It was Friday. And he had to shout as he felt it running through his veins. My God, why have you now forsaken me? I know the crowd has and the chief priests have, but my God, why have you forsaken me? It was Friday. When they heard him cry that, they ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. It was Friday. And then when God wants to get our attention, he usually causes something like an earthquake. The Bible says the earth did quake on that Friday. And I wonder why. We have had so many earthquakes in the last 30 years. The earth did quake on Friday. And then it says the rocks were split. 
by an invisible hand. It was Friday. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly. It was Friday and there was no reason but for fear. And then, he who said, no man takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own, gave up the ghost, and his chin fell to his chest. He gave up the ghost. He died. The Son of God was dead on a cross, a criminal's death. He hung there, despised, forsaken, beaten, and mocked until he was unrecognizable from the crown of thorns and the cane beating him and the spittle all over him and his back ripped to shreds and the nails pulling at his hands and his feet. He was despised and rejected of men. My dear friends, it was Friday. Dark, dark Friday. Albert Goodman ushered at our wedding in Monroe, Wisconsin in 1953. Father of eight children. Farmer with three farms to care for. Deacon in the church, beautiful man. All eight children faithfully serving God. I have sat at their dinner table on numbers of occasions and marveled at the Goodman family. On Thursday one week ago, April 1, Albert Goodman went out to do the chores before dinner. He did not come back in when he should have. His wife Ruth went out to see what was holding him up. Looked in the barns, could not find him. It was now dark, and she walked the fields and finally came across his body. He had been crushed by a bull. His chest crushed, his lungs crushed, his shoulders broken. They do not know how or why, but it was Friday for the Goodman family. South Korea, ruled by Japan for over 30 years. Buddhism, Confucianism, shamanism dominating the religious life of the country. It was Friday. A war, a treaty, but still a North and a South Korea. The threat of invasion hanging overhead. Every day, it was Friday. No great religious breakthrough. Friday. Ralph Duncan, state representative from Tennessee at the age of 16, the year 1963, hit with a crippling bone disease. It was Friday for Ralph Duncan, who will speak from this pulpit two weeks from today. 
1967, he began ministry in Decaturville, Tennessee, with a town population of 1,000 people. After a revival in the fairgrounds, including children, he had 13 in his congregation. It was Friday for the young preacher. In 1978, he felt a call to a new ministry in the arena of government. He ran as a Republican against an entrenched Democrat in a district overwhelmingly Democratic. It was Friday for Ralph Duncan. I feel at this point like the black preacher who shouted over and over and over to his congregation, it's Friday! It's Friday! But Sunday's a-coming! And if you've ever been in a meeting like that, you know the pitch and the excitement that builds. He said Jesus was nailed to a cross, but that was Friday. Sunday's a-coming! And then in that black church, they did what you never do to me. They began to shout back at him. Keep going! Keep going, they said. Keep going. Because I know that's what you want me to do without saying it, I do it anyway. So he kept going. Friday! 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 shouted. But Sundays are coming. <laughs> Mary was crying her eyes out. Friday. But Sundays are coming. And he said, the world is saying, as things have been, so shall they ever be. Can't change anything in this world. But they don't realize it's only Friday, Sundays are coming. It's Friday. And he shouted it for an hour. It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. And for an hour and a half, he screamed, it's Friday. Will it take me that long today to get you where they were? But Sundays are coming. It's Friday. But then came Sunday. Hallelujah. And suddenly, after one hour and a half, 2,000 people in that church shouted back, Sundays are coming. When we realize we have a gospel that meets our physiological needs, is intellectually credible, that is miraculous in its movement and is socially responsible, a new day will dawn and we will shout, Sundays are coming. And that's what this day says to a wicked. Please reverse the tape. A wicked, immoral, unbelieving world. It's Friday, 
Hot Sundays are coming. As it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Sunday came. There was a great earthquake, another one. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it in defiance and said, Pell, you thought you could keep him here? You thought you could hold him back? I just sit here in defiance of hell and death and the grave and say there's nothing to you. There's everything to him. He is not here. Why couldn't the Romans hold him in? Why couldn't the devil hold him in? He's not here. He's risen. Sunday has come. In Acts 1, he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs, which means they could not be denied. Being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, he said to his followers, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And in Acts 2, power, Peter the denier, changed to the preacher of Pentecost. Sunday came. The church began. It rolled across the empire until by 300 plus years, Christianity was the religion of the world under Constantine. Sunday came. Jesus had been stripped, mocked, crucified. It was Friday. But then came Sunday. Then came Pentecost. Then came a worldwide revolution. That draws us together to this church. Glory, glory to God. Albert Goodman, this Friday, two days ago, I picked up the phone and called Ruth Goodman in Judah, Wisconsin. I said, Ruth, how's it going? She said, good. How was the funeral? Great. He said, in the midst of a blowing snowstorm, the church was packed to the doors. We couldn't get any more in. And she said it was a celebration. All eight children with their mother went to the front and sang, I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land. Sunday! Goodman families, Friday changed to Sunday. I spoke to John, the youngest son, and John said, everything is great. God is using this for his glory. Hallelujah. What a bunch of nonsense out there in this world today. Sundays are coming. It's Friday, but Sunday is just around the 
the corner, neighbor. Hang on. Sundays are coming. Korea. <laughs> Doing good, aren't I, Bob? Hallelujah. See, I'm like a fighter out of shape. I haven't preached for over two weeks. It's getting to me. Praise God. In the full gospel central church in Seoul, Korea, today, 165,000 people will worship God. And it's not because it's Easter. It's that way every Sunday. They start at 7 in the morning, go to 9, 11, 1, 3, 5, 7. And they march in by the thousands. I've been there. I've preached there. You think this is something here. You ought to be there. I mean, they, I mean it's terrible. When I got through there, I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I was wasted. That's just one church. On Prayer Mountain, overlooking the mountains of North Korea, if you could go there this morning, you would see the pillars of a new building in the ground. They are building a building to handle 20,000 people out on a mountain. Nothing around it, just a mountain. Why they're doing it is because they have so many people come for prayer. In their all-night Friday prayer meetings every week, 12,000 at least are there to pray all night long. And overlooking the North Korean mountains, they are building a building to handle 20,000, and prayer will go around the clock for North Korea to keep communism back and bring salvation to their brothers on the other side. <laughs> is it Buddhism? Confucianism, no, sir, it's Christianity. It was Friday, but Sunday has dawned in Korea. Glory. What about Ralph Duncan? In 1963, he experienced one of the most amazing miracles of the 20th century. He was instantly healed of crippling bone disease. He'll tell the story here two weeks from today. The story has electrified audiences all over the country, and I had to ask Ralph before he got into his heavy campaign for the Congress to come and share with us. God is using him in such a powerful way, and he has agreed to come and spend the day with us. After the start of the little church in Decaturville in 1967 with 13 people. In 1974, they built a new sanctuary to seat 750 people, and by late year, they averaged over 900 in attendance, more than the other five churches in Decaturville put together. Sundays are coming. And in 78, he was elected to the House of Representatives in Tennessee, beating the incumbent, and is now running for state senator to the U.S. Congress. And he'll probably make it. 
Friday at every turn, but then came Sunday. The good news is it's Friday, but Sundays are coming. Your life may feel like a Friday, but Sunday is here. And look at the crowds. Why isn't it that way every Sunday? Because we have lost sight of what really counts, of what's really vital, and what really works. The man in the social sciences said, if you are ill and go to a psychoanalyst, there is a 42% chance that you will be well in a year. If you go to a psychotherapist, there is a 48% chance that you will be well in a year. If you go to a psychiatrist, there is a 52% chance that you will be well in a year. But he said, if you go to nobody at all, there is a 73% chance that you will be well within a year. Now let me explain. The cures help keep you sick. You know why? Because they can't deal with what Sunday deals with, sin. And sin makes you sick. Sin maims, sin destroys, sin eats your guts out. And it's doing it to many of you here today on Easter. It's Friday, but Sunday has come. It's Easter. Jesus is alive. You can be free. There is a resurrection. If Glenn Cole would stand before the Lord without the reality of this day, and God would say, Bring me the book on this fellow. The angel would say, the book? There's a library over here on him. But thanks be to God, it's not Friday for Glenn Cole. It's Sunday. The slate is clean, whole, redeemed, forgiven. Hallelujah the seeds of eternity right down in here. It's Sunday. I've moved past Friday into the joy and the liberty and the victory of Sunday. And so can you. A cartoon greeting card showed a picture of five frogs sitting on a log. And there was a caption which asked, if there were five frogs on a log and one decided to jump, how many would be left on the log? Simple, right? Wrong. A fold in the cartoon formed a pocket from which the curious could draw out the card containing the answer. It read, five would be left. Deciding to jump is not the same as jumping. You've 
decided it a hundred times. I'm going to do it. I'm going to move from the blackness and the darkness of my Friday into Sunday, but you haven't jumped. You've decided a hundred times. And something has always held you back. Pride. Fear. Doubt. Friday. 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 But Sunday is here. Get up and move and let the Son of God fill your life with his glory. Redemption has dawned on the world. It's Easter. Sunday has come. Bow your heads in prayer. Nobody moving from this building. Sit in your seat and do not move. Jesus Christ is here, and we will not interrupt anybody who is now moving toward Christ. Thank you for your help. Now, there has been an unusual anointing on our day. I believe in my heart some of you are getting the last chance. I don't say that very often, but I say it with boldness today. Some of you are getting the last chance to get your life straightened out. It's Sunday, neighbor. Get out of Friday. Stop living in your failures and your sins, your disobedience. Move to Sunday. There's a tomb that's empty, and the Savior that reigns. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to stand. If you feel you want to move from Friday to Sunday, I want you to get on your feet for my prayer. I want to pray for you. I don't want you to hesitate. He was naked in front of the crowd. He lifted his hands in agony for you. Would you stand for him and say, Pastor, thank you for this message. I move from Friday to Sunday. I want you to get up on your feet for my prayer. Stand up wherever you are. Thank you. Just stand in the balcony on the main floor. I'm moving from Friday to Sunday. I'm going to get down there to that altar. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. God bless you. People are standing all over the building. Keep your heads bowed in prayer. Keep standing. Those of you on your feet, do not sit back down. How about the rest? The Spirit of God is zeroing in on you. You feel his pull, his tug. Don't just make a decision. Get up. Deciding to jump is not the same as jumping. Get up. Jesus is waiting with outstretched arms. Now, please, hear me. I do this because I love you. I want you to move now into the aisle and down here to the front. I want you close. I can't even see some of you because of the lights in my eyes. I want you right here where I can pray for you. This is Sunday. We love you here at Capital Christian Center. Come on down. Our staff will be here to welcome you and to greet you. Brethren, get up and throw your arms around these dear people. Love them. Glory to God. Come on down from the balcony. The stairways will bring you down. God bless this whole row of people. Come on down. Just come on down. It will be a great moment for you. Thank you. God bless you. Praise God, church. It's Sunday. He's alive. He's alive. 
We're moving from our Friday, the black, dark Friday. Everybody stand, nobody leaving yet. Stand to your feet, please. I need your help. Take the hand of your neighbor in agreeing prayer with me. Just one person is all I care about. Two agreeing together in prayer. God said it would happen. I want to pray for all these dear people down here in front. They're a wonderful group. God bless all of you down here. I love you. Jesus loves you. Now I want all of you to join me in prayer that the Spirit of God will work in their lives and do an eternal thing. All of you believe in his power, now don't you? He loves you, and he has power to help you and heal you. Now let us pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, in the name of Jesus, set the captive free. Get the glory from this service and from these lives. You know everyone down here by name. And I ask you to save them from their sins and from their self. Set them free. May they move from Friday to Sunday. May the glory of God sweep over them. May they know they're forgiven and received by you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 May they follow through with water baptism to faithful attendance and fellowship, reading the word and prayer, getting into a Bible study group. Oh, God, thank you. You said you'd hear the prayer of a righteous man, and I thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for touching them. And for all of us in this building, now let's lift our hands and praise him for Sunday. Everybody all over, let's praise him for Sunday. Praise him for Sunday. It's Sunday! It's Sunday! Hallelujah! It's Sunday! Glory to God! It's Sunday! It's Sunday! It's Sunday! It's Sunday! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All of you have come forward. Don't leave until one of our workers shares a booklet with you and a tape that I've made that I want to give you. It'll only take a few moments. The only thing I have left to say is to be continued. <laughs> because what we've experienced here will go on and on, and it will grow. Oh, friends, if you could only see what God wants to do in Sacramento. Blow you away. Open your eyes. It's Sunday. Friday in the world, but Sunday in the church. Yes. Don't be defeated. There's a way through. It's Sunday. 